episode 124 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about minute work. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about a dexterity game where you are building a rather dangerous construction site. We'll discuss our impressions of the game, compare it to other dexterity games, and muse about a giant-sized version. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about minute work. Do you know, do you happen to recall what Elizabeth Schuyler was looking for? A mind at work. But what she found was a bunch of men at work. Well, I don't know that that's what she found at all. Uh, but the game, Men at Work, the boss in this one is named Rita, but I think Rita's the designer. The designer. We'll, we'll yeah. have the link for Board Game Geek in the episode description so you can see all about it. But basically, this is a dexterity game, and you are building... Not a great construction site. The worst construction site. Yeah, one that absolutely will have safety concerns. You do have uh, safety certificates that you lose as you as you knock things over. Honestly, it would have like worse gender implications. Like it's so bad that it's like, oh, it's men at work, but there's a woman in charge. So you're like, oh, that makes you feel a little bit better about it. But it's terrible. So maybe it'd be like, maybe it would be. I think it's not meant for this sort of scrutiny. socio. Yeah, yeah okay. the societal scrutiny, cultural scrutiny. Yeah, yeah there are wonderfully made and very colorful wooden bits painted wooden bits they're very nice and you have beams you have like a girders yeah, or girders. support the girders are much smaller than the beams but is that yes. right yeah and yeah. then you have the actual little workers themselves that have little plastic hard hats adorable hats they're bricks and yeah. they are like uh beams or planks yeah yeah planks yeah. like wood they're carrying around beams, i think i don't know beams yeah, girders, I can't, whatever. i can't remember what all the terminology they use is but basically there's a deck of cards and you're flipping over cards to know what you need to add to the site and how you need to add it so when it comes to your turn you won't know exactly what to expect you won't know how the last person's placement has made your life way easier or way harder and if you fail to place it or if you knock things over onto the table as you play it, then you'll have to give up one of your safety certificates. You basically just end your turn. You have three. You have three. So you're trying to get to the end of the game in general, because that's first step. And then I think there is another way to evaluate if you had tied safety certificates who ended yeah, up winning. You but. get you you score points if on your turn you place something on the structure that is at the highest point of the structure. Oh, you get a uh, like employee of the month employee award the month. or something that, for trying to build it tall. Down. And that definitely could lead to sabotaging the person after you because you maybe just made it more unpredictable. If you made it taller. Maybe, she says. It could be like, just depending on how things go, you might have made it taller. And then now there's a nice, steady something in the middle that people can build from. Yeah. But I, it just depends. The youngest player sets up the game which for when we played, it was me, you, and Jason. So That's... I set up the game and they can, you can decide to do that in a way that makes it pretty easy, pretty mild start or a really difficult one. I think I went just a little in between. I didn't do the super easiest one, but they just give you a number of pieces to place on the table as you see fit. And then, yeah, play just goes around the table. There's some variants in there where you have like a little construction, like a crane and you have to set things on the crane and it is part of what you're doing. But basically, you are just adding these pieces. They have the long beams 
have different colors. So it's going to tell you what color to put out. Right. That's everything else is all just the same color. It doesn't differentiate like that. The little bricks are like small uh, rectangular wood pieces. Yeah. And they're not at all proportionally brick sized to the little people. But a lot of times you'll have to like put the brick on a worker or like you'll have to load a worker carrying a beam. And you can only use one hand. You can't use two hands. Onto one of the. Yeah. The how much of a challenge the dexterity is going to be right on a given turn ranges from like not hard at all to really, really hard. And I think I lost a couple safety certificates right away and then was just very stressed trying to get things on. And it's sort of like there's a there's something that you pass to the next person when it's their turn. Yeah, and a little hook, because if you knock things over, the person after you has to clean up the construction site. because It's like you've been sent home. Kind of knock it over while you're cleaning up. It goes to the next person. They lose their safety certificate. certificate, Yeah. So there's a little hook that kind of helps you just a piece of cardboard that helps you get things out from underneath because you're kind of building this miscellaneous pile of junk in the middle of your table as you play it was delightful there is a the, why i became aware of this game there's a video that shut up and sit down did a long time ago i think they originally live streamed it on twitch and then it's been on youtube where they played minute work i haven't even seen it in years but it was always kind of in the back of my head if i happened to see the game and i saw it used at a board game shop when we were in chicago oh, and i was yeah. like well, I cafe. Yeah, gotta gotta pick up minute work and see what this is about. The insert in the box is great. Could it be like a touch smaller? Yes. Is it perfectly arranged and super adorable? Also, yes. And they say in the book you can even use the box if you want to be like a skilled labor or a skilled construction site. You can build on top of the box. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So that's basically how the game is played. As we've just said, we both agree that it is good. What makes this unique over other? We've been getting a lot of dexterity games lately. Yeah. Um, what makes this unique over other dexterity games, do you think? I'm going to say how it's unique by thinking about the comps. Like, it's, thinking about the comps? Oh, the comparable like, games. Like it, okay. It's like reverse Tetris or reverse Plunk. Kerplunk. Okay. Or whatever, where like those things you're trying to take pieces, you're trying to take pieces off without the thing falling. And now you're trying to put things on without things falling. And I think that's what makes it unique is that you're now assembling it. Here, what about the difference? We haven't talked about this on the podcast too much. What about the difference between it and Viking Seesaw, which is the from the Fun Brick series? And you are adding pieces onto the seesaw and then it like tips one way or the other. I mean, I think. Now, this is going to sound bad. And those, by the way, those Funbrick games are amazing. I'm yeah, excited for yeah, the Funbrick episode. I don't think you episode. love them, and that's okay. I, I do like them. You've been with, saying some with, things that make it sound like it's fine. Three-second try? Okay. What do you guys All say? All-time favorite. Um, the difference between the Viking Ninja game or the Viking Seesaw game and Minute Work is I wanted to play Minute Work immediately when it was over, and I was pretty much done with Viking Seesaw when it was over. Okay, I don't know that. So how much you liked it, made it makes it unique. I, well, I think what the Viking Seesaw, I think, has an inevitable end. I, you know, I just didn't think there's as much in it. I feel like you could play Minute Work, and it would go differently almost every time. You're going to settle into a pattern with Viking Seesaw because of the weight of the different pieces yeah. and just how that goes. I think there is still a an unpredictability in Viking seesaw that is also in this because of those weights. And if you stack them just right, even though it's something heavy, it, it doesn't make it tip. Now I would say that the 
the first things you mentioned, something like Jenga, the scale of Jenga is pretty big. And I think that minute work has a similar scale to the game. Yeah. Like when you're building it on a table and when it might fall, it feels like a larger game. Right. Whereas Viking Seesaw is like very tiny things that you're doing. So I think there's a little bit more, you put it, you put something on Viking Seesaw and it's nice that it doesn't move, but I think there was more like, suspense well not even suspense i think there was more like hilarity and fun in the preposterous notion of the like we're at this construction site building things like it felt it felt more like jenga in the fact that like you take a piece out that really looks like absolutely it yeah it's ludicrous there's no and like the tower's just waving and you take it out and the tower just stops and settles and doesn't fall there's that kind of feeling where it's like oh there's no way that should have worked and it did and i'm just going to throw it to the next person as fast as possible so yeah i think that kind of like tension and release around the table is definitely higher than in Viking Seesaw. I still like Viking Seesaw just feels like a miniature experience. It's a miniature box. Yeah. This feels like a full-size experience. Well, and I think as we transition into whether or not we liked it, which is, I mean, clear that we did. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the, the re I, there's a many reasons I like it, but one of the reasons I like it, and again, we're just going to stay in juxtaposition to Jenga, Arker, Plunk. Yeah. This takes almost no time to set up. Like you start from scratch and oh, then you're building up. True. And then every time you knock the Jenga tower over, you have to put the three things you and put the it three all back things up. and so on and so forth. So I think it, it has that over it because like you're it's building as you go. Start. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and then we typically ask if it's easy to learn. And I don't think that's as fitting for dexterity games. I can't think of a dexterity game that had a difficult rule set. I, I do think that we struggled with one of the rules, which is there's a distinction between loading a character with something and loading a character. Oh, at the that's same time. So, true. So like there's one of the cards suggests that you have to load the character while it's connected to a brick and, yeah. or a, a plank. And the other one says you just have to load both of those things. Yes. And that I think could have been more I, clear. I agree that the each of the, the text on the cards and especially the explanation in the rule book could have used more standard uh, vocabulary yeah. throughout more the way that you see in card games when they're like every time we say gain yeah. we mean this that would have been helpful like if it said with or and or whatever to make it the same all the way through that's true but i also feel like you know this isn't really an excuse but should you be that litigious about this Absolutely. fun Okay. Okay. I was going to go with absolutely not, but yeah, there is a little bit like, you know, okay. So it's not perfectly stated. I don't know that in the big picture of the randomness of the game, that any interpretation is going to have a negative impact as long as it's consistent. So uh, once you decide how you're going to do it, just always do it that way. I think I both agree with you and stand by my previous yeah. hilarious statement. Yeah. Um, and we also kind of already covered how you felt while playing. I said that that interpersonal hilarity, like the, even though you're each taking your individual turn, the way that you're building this kind of monstrosity together, when you are taking things out of Jenga, you're making it hard for the next person, maybe, but, uh, not quite as much. I think that this one, especially when, even when you knock something down, 
there was one time I knocked something down and like some things fell, but also like the whole tower kind of just like yeah, settled. It's, it's both. You can not, you can like knock stuff down and then it becomes easier because the yes. structure is less complex. Because now. It just, or yes. you can knock something down and now there's just a dude chilling in between two things poised to fall. Who is absolutely going to fall the first chance he gets. Yeah. And I couldn't get the, uh, I also wasn't really thinking and put lotion on my hands in the middle of the game. <laughs> it's like it was after my turn and I was like, oh, lotion. and yeah, so that didn't help, but I couldn't get, maybe that's why I couldn't get the brick to stay on the construction I, worker. Honestly, I felt like Jason had super glue. We're not going to, you know, cast dispersions. Yeah. We won't accuse Jason of anything. We believe in fact, he was being very safe. Indeed. He did win. He did not have sticky tack under his hat. So here's the thing. Kelly lost her certificates of of, of safety early. I, I had I did. I had I was just like, well, maybe this will be fine. And it super wasn't. And that was like my first, oh, you know what? I got a little mad at you because you were very litigious on the very first turn yeah, you did of drop the first something game. Very fast. And because it's so it's something like if the thing that you have touches the table, and I was just trying to get a hold on it. And you were like, oh, it touches the tables. So and now your turn's over and you lost a safety certificate. And like, I but then did late, not later in the fuss. game, you dropped a thing on the floor. And then I litigiously saved your safety certificate because you, you did not drop save it on the anything. Surface. I was doing it over, not on the table because of what you already said before. Like, you didn't save anything. Well, I felt like I was trying to be litigious. It just made me for, conform for your to your. To the rules. <sighs> okay. But anyway. We're getting off track. I felt. Very stressed because Jason always had three certificates until right up to the very end. And, and I was he like, was also before you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe part of Jason, like Jason was after me. So maybe in part, he also felt relaxed because I had already just made a mistake, knocked some stuff off, took some of the. Yeah. And I always had away. this like pressure of like, well, I have two safety certificates left. Yeah. But if I miss, I'm going to have one. He's going to have three. And but like it was a good like as soon as the yeah. game was over, I was like, let's play again. And then Jason was like, I got to go home. And I was like, oh, I hung on with one safety certificate for a long time. You, you did. In closing, I think it's pretty clear. We would recommend this game. Yeah, I think it's it's not. It is more complicated than Jenga. And I think if you are all just lighthearted, having a good time. It wouldn't need to be more stressful than Jenga either. Yeah, I feel like it's as stressful as you want it to be. Yeah, and I think this could be, we'll talk about like games that should be in Target as a way of saying, yeah, sure, we are going to go down every alley, go to conventions, really hunt out all of these board games. But there are some of them that I think people would pick up on without really wanting to be a part of this deeper subculture. And I think minute work would be a good fit for that. I think the regular price board is maybe $40. And with all how nice the pieces are, and this is something where I think just like Jenga, you put it together, you play the game actually, but also you just have a set of blocks. And right. I remember as a kid, I would set them up like dominoes. Like I would do other things with the Jenga blocks oh, besides yeah, just play Jenga. Stuff with and this is very much the same way. Like it's not going to be as, you know, crazy imaginative as like a Lego set or something more complicated than like that. But you could definitely get these pieces out and just be playing with them, trying to get things, trying to build weird things without literally playing the game. And I could see that happening after you play a regular game, right. then you're just all playing with the pieces and just kind of hanging out, chatting and just doing weird little things. And then did we do who should play it? 
Well, that's what we we usually say if we would recommend it. Oh. And then we say, if so, who would we recommend it for? I, I think anyone who likes Jenga should yeah. play it. And also yeah. I thought, I just had the crazy thought when I was thinking of that, mm-hmm. which is how much fun would a giant version of this be? Oh, because you do see giant Jenga. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, a giant version would be, I mean, a little. I mean, you'd have to be able to have two hands. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like how exactly how scaled up would it be? You use but, actual bricks? But like a yard version. If it was a yard version that was like foam or like something oh, slightly yeah. denser than foam, I think that would probably, I don't think the wooden Jenga sets, you can have like big yeah, ones. Yeah. I think this is an actual big wooden set is like, I don't know, for some reason that seems a little too crazy. I, mean, I guess in that me. sense, some of the sizes of the Jenga things are maybe a little dangerous. I could fall on you and, and you know yeah yeah depending yeah i do think overall like we've been getting more dexterity games i'm only okay like i don't love dexterity games necessarily it turns out i love them yeah and so we've been getting more of them because we've discovered that aaron likes them quite a bit and i think there is of course something that is not super inclusive about that the same way that there are lots mm, of board games that from an inclusivity point of view if you're colorblind aren't super great if you um, have other vision issues, like sometimes text can be really small. It can kind of be a struggle to see things across the table. You know, things aren't really built to the right scale. So that's kind of inherent in a dexterity game. And I don't know that there's too much to be done about that in this game. Like there's not really a easier mode. Like Jenga, I guess you could build like a smaller tower. Right. But like in this you can start with it more level so that it is a little easier to build yeah. up. But I, I don't think there's too much getting away from that. And I think that as far as dexterity games go, I'd say this one is far more difficult than Viking Seesaw. Yeah, I agree with that. Because there is like so much more 3D space. And like sometimes you're trying to put someone on a certain color beam and it's just it, at and a the beam is degree angle at an angle so you're trying to set it on there so he doesn't slide and you have to have both feet on the board is one of the things yeah. like you can't like put him flat or something like that so i think for how difficult this this one is i think it's high difficulty but for me that didn't come with high stress as well it didn't feel like constant imminent failure kind of like well my hand's so shaky i'm not going to be able to do anything right. but i think this is a more difficult, a harder dexterity challenge. There's not another level to it like Viking Seesaw where we're talking about weights and kind of some physics. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is kind of one caveat to be aware of if you're thinking about this game. Yeah. And I think it has a luck aspect to it because those cards can like... The way the deck comes, you both what might come off the deck and what's currently built on the table... It might be like, yeah, I'm going to put this on this super stable place and it's going to be really like it's going to be so easy to do. Because sometimes it's like add a like add the girder, which are these chunkier gray blocks. And sometimes you can just like put it wherever. And then that's it. I win. So a little more chance, a little more dice roll there instead of it being. Yeah, I guess maybe you could just add one piece to the structure could be a way to play it where it's a little bit easier i don't know that the rule book i don't remember if it supplied like variants one way or the other to kind of change it up i guess you could play it however you wanted yeah that might if that becomes 
whether it's a different age or a different ability issues, maybe that's an option. But yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't get this game if you're, that's something to consider if you happen to have a guest. But I don't think it's even worth getting this game if, if that's what you're thinking about. A very fun variant would be for people, if you had like not too many people to play, like some people could just bet on whether or not it was going to fall during the next person's turn. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, or yeah, I'd some something for spectators to do. Yeah, I think would be interesting. One of the uh, this is not the same kind of game. It's a little bit dexterity to it because of how you're rolling dice, but sushi dice, which I like, Aaron hates. Oh, God. yeah, it it has a bell in it and everything. But the game is as many people as you want to play it technically because it's a two person face off, and the people that are watching. There's a certain die roll. If something comes up, they can shout because they're spectating. So it might be something like that where they uh, spectators have some role. Oh, I can see in, like if you playing. like you could like everyone starts, even the spectators start with safety certificates and they have to risk a safety certificate to predict a fall. But if they're correct, they get in the game and that person loses safety certificate and, is, and then it's back on the on the rail. That'd it's be pretty like fun. ready, set, men and work or ready, something. Ready, set. Minute work. Yeah, instead of ready, set, bet. That's something that uh, we talked about doing at some point, maybe even on stream, and have not done yet, which is like combining two games. I've seen ver I've seen the losers did Camel Up Down Force. I don't remember what they called it. Damn. Camel Force. I don't know. Uh, where they combine the two games together. I, I think Down Up is the appropriate name. <laughs> down Up. Um, yeah, so anyways, something like that, you might be able to like mix and match games together to come at something that gives everyone a role if not everyone wants to do a dexterity game because they are sort of specialized. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode 124. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, X, and Twitch at Barian Hex. We have a website and a blog at variantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at variantHex.com. We're still trying to play all of our games by the end of the year, but also have not stopped buying games, so it's a little Sisyphean, but it probably means we'll keep recording reviews for a while. The next episode will be a review of Last Will and Prodigal's Club, two irreverent games by Vladimir Suchi. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 123 more episodes headed your way. The next one being a review of Fae, a game where you're trying to secretly advance your tribe of druids. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Bye.